Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. can't really worry about that. It's, it's, it's not my, my control how many goals we're going to score. I have to worry about my own job, you know, and do, do what I can to help the team to win. Kind of when you start to, you know, think about those things, you know, it's, it takes away from your own focus on uh, off your own game. So you kind of just try to dial it in to your own game. Welcome back to our number three of Sports Talk Saturday here. Derek Kramer and now with Brayton Wilson at my side. That was Zuko Pekalukinen, one of the few things that you can hold with high pride uh, of this Sabres season there. As the Sabres netminder has become a revelation in goal. Unfortunately for a team that can't back it up with some support and goal scoring of their own. It's kind of strange, the transformation of, uh, of UPL this season. It's been nice to see. It really has been nice to see just because last year he looked very inconsistent. We, we've seen flashes of Ukopakalukunen in his entire time in the organization with the Sabres. Uh, he has these stretches of really nice games. Then either an injury or an illness, as we've experienced this year, throws things off a little bit. And then we see a little bit of a derailment where he struggles a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. But, yeah, it's been really, really nice to see Uko Pekalukunen starting to kind of come into his own. He was a guy, remember, back when he played at uh, Sudbury in the Ontario Hockey League just before uh, joining the Sabres organization. He was, if I remember correctly, he was the MVP of the, uh, of the, oh, the Ontario Hockey League that year. That, that was a huge statement point in terms of just how... Uh, his view was looked at in the organization. I'm just looking real quick. Yeah, he was the most outstanding player. He was he was awarded the most outstanding award player in the Ontario Hockey League during the 2018-19 season. And right afterwards, he went straight to Rochester and played a couple games, I think, but looked but looked pretty promising. And then he had the hip surgery. I think it was, it was like double hip replacement that he had. And then from there, it was about re, rebuilding his style of play, rebuilding his movement, his Double hip surgery is is no joke. I mean, you literally have to try to reestablish yourself that way. And he's climbed up the ranks, and now this year he's starting to finally find himself, and he's earned that right to be the number one goaltender right now because, you know, we're waiting on Devin Levi to continue his development, but we're still uh, not really seeing anybody else that really has any sort of flash in the pan. Eric Comrie, he played on Thursday night, looked fine. He looked good. But uh, the team in front of him, yeah, didn't didn't Did not. No, they did not. And Lukanen is doing well in by not just advanced 
metrics, but also in the standard statistics. Like, 10th in the league in goals against average. 914 save percentage. Like, he's been good consistently now throughout this year. And there was only that hiccup of uh, he went out with an illness. Levi had to come back in. And Lukanen comes back after that and kind of like a little bit of a shaky start on his return. But ever since then, he's been the guy. Just imagine if this is the goaltending that we got from Uko Pekalukanen or somebody last year. Anybody last year. Anybody last year. They're a playoff team. 100% they're a playoff team. And then just imagine if that happens. And then this year happens the way it is. Everybody says, okay, it's an off year. Last year, they they had everything rolling. It was great. Maybe this year is just an outlier. We kind of go through the rest of this season, we regroup, and then come back next year and say, okay, find yourselves again, and then get back to work. But now, as as Paul has stated, and I agree with Paul, it's almost like this offseason becomes, which of the two seasons is your outlier? Is it last season that was, hey, you had a nice, great run at the end of the year, you missed out on the playoffs by a point, or is it this year where it's, Okay, we're we're maybe not as good as we thought we are. That's that's where they have to figure it out in the off season. I mean, there's still what twenty nine games left in the season, and they could make some sort of run. It doesn't seem likely at this point. Yeah, this year but, I can write off. I mean, if if I mean, even if you win twenty games in in the last twenty nine, and then you have five overtime losses in there, so you go twenty four and five, that makes things really interesting. It's they're probably not going to be a playoff team. But like that's that's all you're kind of hoping for at this point and is the playoffs they're likely not going to happen. But just just put up some sort of run, try to figure something out, maybe at the deadline actually do something, make a move, see if you can add a player to to better off your team not just for the rest of this season but going forward. I think that's something that Kevin Adams has to seriously consider is trying to figure out okay, who's going to fit for the long term? Who can we look in this group that, you know, hey, we like this player, but if we can go out right now and get somebody that's better, that fits the team now and helps us now and into next season, that's where the team should start to focus instead of trying to continue to just kind of sit on their hands, try to let the prospects develop, and just hope that they get into the NHL and then just all of a sudden click because the Sabres are still one of the youngest teams in the entire NHL, if not the youngest they team are in the again. NHL. Yes, they are the youngest team. You can't just continue to sit there and just think, well, the experience is going to get them somewhere. It only goes so far. Exactly. And I think the other part of this is, like you just mentioned, upgrade is probably the best way to go about it. But that's not a deadline deal. That's not something you typically do when the trade deadline is ticking behind you. Mm -hmm. That is an off-season move. That's an NHL draft trade. It's not to say that it's not possible to make an NHL trade. I'm the not trade expecting deadline. it. Though. No, no. I mean, I'm you not going to try to get fans it. hopes up here. No, I think the big thing you want to do as a team right now is honestly get people's butts back in the seats mm-hmm. again, and that means playing better at home. They are 12, 15, and one at home. At least on the road, they're a 500 team. But again, they just. They still can't find ways to win at home, which is one of the biggest mysteries to me because the minute you start showing promise at KeyBank Center, the fans show up again because we're that desperate to see a team yeah. successful. You and I were at the game last week. That yes, was not we a bad attendance. That was not that bad of attendance no, there for, for a team a that's Saturday been struggling. Saturday 1 o'clock game, it was not a bad attendance. It was not a bad attendance for a team that's been struggling. And is in We've seventh place in the Atlantic. We've seen it far worse. 
But the thing is that if you want to get people to go after work on a work day, on a weekday, you need to be better at home. Mm-hmm. Last year, you were not as good of a home team. 27th overall in the NHL at home, which is bad. Yeah. It's bad. And this year, no a team better. that was one point away from a playoff berth. If they had... Pure gods on the road. If they had three more wins at home, you're probably a playoff team. And Safely. then from there, all bets are off. Safely. 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 Safely a playoff team because you missed by one point. You change one game's outcome and you're there. Yeah. No, I, I it, it is frustrating with the with just everything kind of with the like, Sabres that's at how, home. That's how Leaf games have become far more imbalanced in terms of Toronto fans being there. That is how you get teams that are having their fan bases show up. Like the tweet from the Panthers the other night <laughs> of, uh, hey, these, these fans have traveled here. It's like, calm down. We're we're pissed at this team, okay? Yeah. Don't don't go bragging about your fan base because right now ours is not proud of the team that we have. Yeah. The overall experience of Sabres hockey at home the past two seasons has been very infuriating because they've had games like the seven nothing win against the Kings. That's fun hockey. Last year I can count number of times where they've had fun hockey on home ice. But at the same time, there have been miserable experiences at the arena because of the team or the experience, however you want to play it out. You know, almost every time you host Columbus. We've talked about we've talked about this a little bit last week. When you go to a Sabres game, it it helps when the environment kind of is is electric. You know, there's a little fu mentality, not just from the team on home ice, but also the the crowd, the environment. And, you know, when I when I, when you go to a Sabres game, I want to be able to hear, you know, uh, like a Nashville Predators game or if you've even been to a Bandits game lately. Bandits games, Bandits games are a riot. You go to a game and you've got fans cheering and um, or jeering, I should say, the opposing team's goaltender. Like those are fun environments that, uh, you know, you go and it, no team wants to come and play in Buffalo. You look at the Bills. Nobody wants to come to Buffalo to play the Bills because of the environment, the fans, how good the Bills are. Even when the Bills were bad, fans were still showing up and making the environment fun and difficult for the other team. Bandits games. No one, no other team wants to come to Buffalo to play the Bandits or anything like that. I'm just going to throw that out there. When teams come to Buffalo, they always come and say, yeah, it's an easy two points for us. We should win this game because the Sabres are bad. And when that happens, you know... At, People are just disinterested, and I get it. Wins will help. Wins will help turn the environment and make games more fun. It'll make the environment more fun. But at the same point, I feel there has to be more in order to kind of help the fans kind of buy in more. And I think if that happens, I think you'll see more heart from the from the players. I think you'll see more physicality, guys getting a little more emotional. Because I, I I do admit, like it just seems like there are just sometimes when you go to a home game and the emotion is at zero. It's in the negatives. It is that low. There's just no vibes in the building. There's no passion. You see the other team score, and it just deflates even more. Even if the Sabres get out to a two-goal lead, next thing you know, it's tied within the span of two minutes and 48 seconds or something like that. And it's right back to zero. Yeah, like that's the, that's the type of environment that needs to change with the team, with the the experience overall. And it, and I get it. Like you know, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Maybe I'm being a little too critical. But at the same point, you know, there are a lot of times when people talk about the players feeding off of the fans, feeding off of the home experience, the buildings. Teams go to Buffalo, and 
they put up, you know, they feed off of the energy that the fans are giving for the home team because, you know, you're hearing them boo and everything. The opposing teams come here and they're just like, oh, no, we've got them at the ropes. You get you get out to a one nothing lead, it's almost like game's over right away. And the thing is, though, the Sabres also, this season in particular, are not good at preventing the first goal against. They mm-hmm. are oftentimes fighting and clawing in games, whether it's home or on the road. Just and that's not, gonna ha- that's not going to help. Is The minute that that happens, then the fan base will go ahead and turn around and go, well, here we go again. They're chasing, and let's see if they can do it. Whereas last year, if they gave up that first goal, you're like, okay, they probably, they'll probably score, and, uh, and we'll make this a game. Yeah. The thing is, is that it's just how it's been happening this year and how deflating the offensive output has been that that energy has been sapped. Like, if they were losing games the same way that they were losing last year, I'd kind of be okay with it. Like, yeah, you'd want a goalie to make a dang save, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at the same time, I would perfectly be capable of dealing with losing six to four if that's the way you're losing. I think those or are the, even three to two. Those are the more tolerable ways, ways to lose. Absolutely, you lose the the people that drove through the snowstorm ways, seven to three ways. The the I, think about it. Ready the snowstorm games. Yep. Like after after it was postponed, same weekend as the wild card game, and fans even going from said Sabres game to wild card game. Yeah. What did you get? Well, the game before, you got zero goals. You mm-hmm. lost one nothing to the Vancouver Canucks. A good hockey team, yeah. mind you. Uh, Thatcher Depko, really good. He actually was really good in that game. But you couldn't reward those that risked their necks to drive out there with a goal? Mm-hmm. Dang it! Like, that doesn't <laughs> help. It does, like, the, the problem is, you're right. There is a bit of a, uh, a misery cloud within the seats, but I don't know how you fix that without winning. No, and I understand. And that's the problem is that, over the years of the longest NHL playoff drought in its history. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's very easy now for this fan base to go, well, same old Sabres. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. It's a huge problem. But the thing is, there's only one way my stomach is not happy to <laughs> I, I was just about have, to say, I've heard it. I've I heard it a couple not, times. I'm I should, like, not, going e- on I should not have eaten that stale donut. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> embrace embrace it. 
I, I embraced the crunch. It was not a good idea. Yeah, it's not. It was not think a good twice idea. about before. Think twice before you embrace the crunch. Yeah, or just ask questions of, hey, how long have these been here? <laughs> yeah, that, that probably should have been the first question you had. How long have these been here? How long have these been here? Hey, hey, Brayton, how long have these donuts been here? Because I could have told you. Yeah, they've been there for a few days. Yeah, you you showed up after I ate the donut. Sorry, you could have texted me. <laughs> We're getting off track now. We are, but that's what happens on a Derek Kramer show. That's okay. That's okay. That's what I do. I'm used to it. Yes, I've, but, I've known you long enough. You've I'm known me long it. enough. Uh, but and, and again, it's just going back to this thing of where there's only one way to cure it now. You could have done something different with presentation or um, atmosphere, environment, or in-game entertainment. That, yeah, those are off-season things that, that but you can address. The organization can only do so much now. Right. That's now, the thing. Now it's the, okay. They're not we, winning still. Do we want to see some of the young talent here and get them some action to see how they can respond after playing well in Rochester? Is it, hey, you know, making those notes of, Who's going to be in the long-term future? Who's part of the core? Who maybe isn't part of the core? Who can we use that we think could be part of the core, but we could easily throw into a deal to try and get someone who can help the core now and, and become part of the core? Those are the decisions that Kevin Adams should be contemplating, and I'm sure he is. I'm sure him and his staff are, are contemplating those moves right now. And you've got, what, two and a half weeks before the trade deadline, if not less than yesterday was the three-week mark. It, it's it's about trying to find out those moves that, hey, who's a guy out in the market who's young that we could bring in now that, A, will help the team, the young team that we have now, going into the rest of this season and immediately into next season and the next season after that? Or, you know, who maybe is out there right now on a team who's good but is facing the problems of, oh no, we've we've got the pieces here, but we're in a cap crunch, and I know the salary cap's going to go up a, a significant amount next year, but you've got to take advantage of those opportunities where it's just there are players out there that are going that are very good. I think of a, the Ross Colton situation last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who've been very good over the past few years. Ross Colton was a very nice depth player that probably on a different situation could have a little bit more of an impact role. The Lightning didn't have the cap space to be able to say, Ross, we're going to give you a nice contract and you're going to be able to be part of our long-term future. They understood that wasn't happening. So what happened is they essentially made them available. And Colorado Avalanche came calling and said, we want Ross Colton. And Ross Colton, Colton goes there and gets a nice, fresh new contract, a four-year deal, if I can recall the right way. That those are the type of deals the Sabers it may maybe the offseason, but you could take advantage of that at the trade deadline. There's there's nothing saying that you can't make a hockey deal at the trade deadline. Um you know, it's it's about identifying those types of players, I think, more so than uh than anything at this point. It's trying to figure out, okay, if there's if we're trading away a Yuri Kulik, if we're trading away a Noah Oslin, if we're trading away a Isak Rosean, if we're trading away Matthew Savoy. Who's out there right now in the NHL that is good, that is competent, that can that you know is on a good team, and that team may be having a problem in terms of looking at the salary cap and thinking where do they fit in the long term future? Like there are trades that happen like that, and it's about kind of identifying that potentially. It's one of the options. I know I, I'm probably sticking on this a little too much, but this is this is the route that I think that the Sabers could look at and take advantage of, where they say. We can go out and get a good player now 
have the assets up front so that, A, we go out and get that type of player, but then, B, you know, the other team can say, well, we want this player in return just to, you know, for whatever, long term. Done. There you go. There's the trade made. We get better instantly, and then we're looking ahead to, okay, this person's going to fit here, play with these guys, and then we look into the next year and say, okay, you've got a guy now that can build and continue to develop with the young core that they already have, and hopefully next year then they can figure everything else out, which, you know, that's the next part of the puzzle, but certainly if you're looking in terms of what they should be doing now, that's part of it. And, and again, it's it's identifying those players and figuring out what the right deal you, is. You want them. you want one of those players? I, I've I've been screaming this guy's name for the past few weeks. Hit me. I've tweeted him out, and he's a guy that I, I just think if the Sabers can find a way to pry him from that team, I think they're better off not just this year, but I think they're better off for the next few years. It's Logan O'Connor from the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really, really good two-way player who's just so solid at both ends. He's physical. He's not afraid to get his nose dirty in the corners. He's not afraid to get in people's faces. He's solid defensively. He can be on your penalty kill, but he can also score. He can also set up plays offensively. And right now, He's on a Colorado Avalanche team where the Avalanche might be looking at how they sustain their future. I think they've got Nathan McKinnon's contract coming up, uh, his new contract that he just signed recently. Let me just bring up their cap-friendly. Okay, so his contract's already in. But Logan O'Connor, after this year, he's got one more year left at 1.05 mil before becoming an unrestricted free agent. That's the type of player I'm looking at where the Sabres are looking right before the deadline. What are the, I mean, the, I mean, look, looking at their roster right now, the Colorado Avalanche, they could easily look at, you know, maybe going after a better number two center option than a Ryan Johansson, who's 31. Arturi Lekkanen, or not Lekkanen, but like Miko Rantanen, obviously they list him as a center, but he's more of a winger. He's playing most of the time alongside Nathan McKinnon. Think, they're not getting rid of Rantanen, though? No, God, no. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, no, no. But, well, Rantanen, interestingly enough, he's another year away from becoming an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yep. Uh, but my point is, the, the Sabres have to look at their options and and explore the potential. Like, I know that there's been talk about Middlestat, and I know that Kevin Adams said, well, Middlestat, you know... The thing is, is the Sabres have a plethora of centers. They have a plethora of forward depth, young, good forward depth that they firmly believe has a future. Casey Middlestat... He's one of the more infuriating players on the roster at this time because he is consistently inconsistent with his play. So, like, okay, what about you want to talk about a hockey trade? I'll give you a hockey trade right now. You come up with a package, you send Casey Middlestat to the to the Avalanche, because there are some that say, yeah, Casey Middlestat's a top two center for the Sabres, and other teams should look at that. If they're looking to trade for a top two center, Casey Middlestat might be your best option. Basically, you want to flip him possibly for a winger that would help bolster a, a, a good two-way winger who brings a little grit, who brings a little tenacity, but also can be a, a, an offensive factor for your team, a complete 200-foot player, which I don't think the Sabres have enough of right now. You know, you're really relying on Zemgus Gergensen's to be a complete 200 player when I, no. I mentioned a play about no. that last. <laughs> I, I mentioned a play about that last hour where um, Krebs cuts through three players. And then he's got a one-on-one with Brandon Montour. But Gergensen's had floated all the way to the right to make sure he was onside instead of trying to anticipate Krebs and attack with him. 
And then one-on-one with Montour in the slot, he has no choice but to try to create a shooting lane and dishes it over on the right circle, at the top of the right circle, for a one-timer. Not a hard stop for the goalie, uh, but also shows the lack of opportunities that Krebs has had with talented players. And you you know what? You open up Middlestat moving. You have, obviously, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins as your top two centers. I think you've established yourself. Sorry, I turned my mic off randomly. Uh, You've established yourself with those two guys as your top two centers going forward. Okay, you know, Middlestad is obviously a a a third-line center. Maybe he wants a bigger role. I don't know. But if you were to trade a guy like Middlestad to Colorado as part of a package that includes Logan O'Connor coming back the other way, a guy who is likely going to get paid with his next contract, but the Avalanche have another other players that they have to pay. Looking ahead, going forward, they've got... Let me see. I got their list right here. You know, they could, I mean, they could easily say, no, Logan O'Connor is a part of our future. We're keeping him going forward. But, like, you know, they're going to want to get another, a new contract for Miko Rantanen. He's a guy that is going to need to get paid. Uh, let's see. They've, you know, looking at it further, you know, actually they have, uh, you know, they've got a decent setup, but you could make it interesting in saying, hey, Casey Middlestad's a guy that if you get him now, you could have a better second-line center option right now than Ryan Johansson as your second-center guy in Colorado. That's just my argument, is that if you're going to go out and try to get a, a, a nice player to go along and, and be a good two-way presence, a, a leader potentially just at both ends of the rink at the forward group, that's a guy that I'm kind of looking at and saying, how can I entice Colorado to to get him to bring into Buffalo to to help oh, the overall aspect of everyone's play. And a guy who clearly has an identity when I think a huge question this year with the Sabres group is, what's the identity of this team? And I, and I don't think that's answered and, yet. And that is the beautiful question that we need to get an answer to. So Maybe we'll talk about it when we come back from break. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you willing to stick around? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick around. All Why right. Not? Brayton will be here in the next segment as we try to dive in more of what the what is going on with the Sabres. What can they do to fix it? And um, I guess one of the big things is what are they trying to be? That, plenty more coming up. Sports Talk Saturday. Derek, Brayton, Evan, Joe Kelly was on with us before. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.